It's the month of March, and this month, Streaming Things is brought to you by Chester Copperpot, Trey Barrera, Conrad, Luke and Sarah, Dave Malfara, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Jose Ruben Cruz Rodriguez, Thomas Alexander, Emmy, Joe Velez, Valerie, Stanton Valentino, Aaron Layton, Crystal Trujillo, John Collins Ghost, Andrew Gray, Jen Robinson, Kate, Chloe Richardson, Kalisha Reeves, Kiki Newton, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Casey McCain, and Enza. My name is Chris. My name is Madison. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, continuing our coverage of Yellow Jackets. This time, episode eight, we are slowly encroaching upon the season one finale in anticipation of having our cheeks ripped by Yellow Jackets season two here shortly on March 24th for Showtime streamers, which is 99% of the world. And then the 1% of you that are still using your dish subscription. Yeah, the one, the one percent is <laughs> you get tell it on March 26th. Mm-hmm. I've got 99 percent of the dick in the room. I am once again asking you to get Showtime on your app so you can watch it early on Friday and not have to wait for that bullshit to drop on Sunday. That's right. Some of us have jobs and we have the Sunday scaries, okay? And we do not <laughs> want to stay up late watching Yellow Jackets that late on a Sunday. It's true. It's my favorite show, but. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Thank you, Bernie, for hopping in to help us plug Yellow Jacket Season 2. Uh, we are almost there, folks. Please send in your emails to streamingthingspod at gmail.com. We're going to do a big mailbag. 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 Ah, Madison's getting in on yeah. it. To celebrate all of the stuff that happened in Season 1 and, and have you guys write in your, your different hot takes on what transpired, but also make predictions for season two of Yellow Jackets. I have not even watched the season two trailer that dropped a few days ago yet. I'm not typically a trailer watcher because it spoils things sometimes. But, you know, I got faith in the Yellow Jackets team. Plus, in my life as a content creator, let's be honest, I've had to start watching trailers from time to time just to be part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. It's a tough business to be in. Mm -hmm. You know, if you make some some of your living talking about TV shows, Madison, you gotta watch trailers. Gotta watch those trailers. Like, man. hey, Chris, did you see that trailer? Nope, I didn't. Yeah. Sounds like a conversation we had earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's verbatim. Yes, you were you were want to talk about it. Yeah, I couldn't. I said, Chris, come on, come on, come on. Come on. She gets like a, a very northeast northeastern accent when I don't come watch on. trailers. Come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> I got two words for you. Come on. Come on. <laughs> get, get out of here. Get out of here, man. I'm walking here. That's so, three words. <laughs> I actually finished watching episode eight, Flight of the Bumblebee, today. Uh, very well done. That is good. Much better than um, Come on. Chris. Just Chris say my name. <laughs> say my name. Say my name. <laughs> Jesus Christ. My dog's just trying to break an enter- B&E in my closet. Come and on. Hey. You yeah. invoke the name of the Lord. Laura Lee's upset. I'm miffed. Don't, don't bring Laura Lee into it. Not this episode. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Uh, yeah, this is one of my favorite episodes, I think. But that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about our overall thoughts on the episode, go around the room. Then we'll do a play-by-play, scene-by-scene. Uh, what's it called? Recap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I froze yeah. because I looked down at my notes and I was going to say this later. But this episode's interesting because they cut 
very quickly between timelines. I think like there's usually some meat in each timeline before they cut, but this is like one scene, then back to 2021, one scene back to 1996. And it's, it's like the pacing is, is much different. My notes are, if you look at my notes, they're like 96, 2021. It's just a bunch of one sentence, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Um, so that's one interesting thing, but then we'll cap it all off. We'll talk about our three favorite moments of the episode, go around the table. Uh, we'll talk about some Easter eggies, uh, little things we found songs, tidbits, t-shirts, posters, whatever from the nineties, and then cap it all off with our, favorite performance mm. of the episode who will it be we don't know yet will we get a buzz a buzz and a buzz i hope so the we're trifecta on a hot streak we're on a hot streak with a buzz. threesome buzz. of buzzes if you will mm. natalie that's not what we're talking about calm down <laughs> she's like oh i love buzzes <laughs> give me three different ones at once you need help she does call taisa yeah all right let's dive right in madison what did you think of episode eight Flight of the Bumblebee. So Bumblebee again, tuna. something I think I'm, I may continue uh, my three word slash short sentence recap to kind of encapsulate the episode. I have mm. Caligula, mm. Ty and Shauna talks, and then Fiery Laura Lee, <laughs> which is two, two double meaning. Uh, yeah. Kind of, <laughs> kind of what you said. How this episode was your favorite? I also think this one is my favorite. Um, there are a lot of things into that you know go into this episode. Um, also, similar to last episode, I was very, I was still very intrigued by the 2021 timeline more so than I was the 96 timeline. Maybe that maybe that's not a a shared view, but the 96 still had some good moments. Um, but again, we're, we're starting to really get into the meat of it now. And, uh, this episode does a really, really good job at beginning those, the meat of the, of the threads and plots. Give me the meat give me and give it meat. to me raw. Thank I don't know. Jared. I threw a little Bernie on that Durin. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer a raw steak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you didn't have to use your oven. My father's <laughs> never going to trust me <laughs> to run the dwarves. He's, he's. He's, he's held back. He's holding us back. Mm. The dwarves can delve deeper and more greedily. That's what I call <laughs> Some people say there's a Balrog under there. I say bullshit. <laughs> Keep digging. Steve, what are your thoughts on episode eight? Guys, you know me. Steve. I love love. You do? And I'm feeling the love for this episode. Okay. So I think this might be my favorite episode too. We, so wow. Far. Across the board. And a, a buzz, buzz, a buzz, buzz, a buzz. buzz. Oh, a triple buzz. Buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> Damn. Uh, no, I really, really did enjoy this episode. This was kind of like, uh, in continuating from, a uh, continuation from last episode, I was also more invested with the modern plot than the 90s plot, which is a, a flip from what's been previously. A flop. But the stuff that was happening in the 90s was really, really good. And I think the ending, the sort of like climax of this episode had me literally like jumping out of my seat almost for yeah. a very particular reason. Like, oh, the thing. Uh, <laughs> and that's the first time I think this show has happened where they like do a reveal and I sat up and pointed and said, that was a reveal that I like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. I, I like other reveals, but this one, like, I don't know. Really like For it. some reason, this right. specific reveal, like, hit me in my pleasure centers. Sure. And hit me there hard. Sure. Like, it found the spot and it went to town. And I was like, <laughs> there it is. That's uh-huh. a reveal. I love it. Yeah. More of it. Okay. It so was, many it puns. Caligula. 
came through my head. Also, we got to see Caligula. Caligula. <laughs> we got to see him. I'm so happy. In peril. I don't, I don't know why I went like John Travolta from the <laughs> 70s there. Like, I, I love Caligula. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured you in some tiny shorts. I know. <laughs> Did you do that too? Doing the- <laughs> With the thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but Steve. Uh, <laughs> and they laugh. I echo that as well. I think uh, it's really fascinating how excited I am because this is episode eight. So we've still got the penultimate and the finale uh, to cook it up. And already things are just all fire. Wait, all cylinders firing. There's there a we couple, go. There's a it's couple. good. It's real good. Then there's good. definitely a couple characters cooking up in this episode. Yeah. So Indeed. Right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So let's dive in. Let's get into it. I can tell we're all excited. So the show opens in 1996. Taisa is quite literally carrying the torch. They linger upon that, right? Mm-hmm. She's trying really hard. She's feeling a lot of pressure. All the light is on her. All eyes on us, I believe. <laughs> is that Brittany? <laughs> all eyes on me? All eyes on- no, no, no. You don't remember that song? All eyes on us. Oh, no. And in the club. It's a... <laughs> Black Eyed Peas, maybe? You guys don't know that song? Know. Oh, we talk about Evanescence as long as we well, want. Well, Evanescence I need is a, a jam. I need a better person to give me some... A better person? Excuse me, not a better person. I need a better example. A better Chris, example of what you're talking Chris, about. Chris, you, you haven't been batting a thousand today in terms of musical reference. When you tried to, when you tried to sing... When you tried to sing Flight of the Bumblebee earlier today. That's accurate, dude. That shit is spot on. Try before you deny, man. But Thais is carrying the torch. She turns out she's lighting a funeral pyre for Van, her girlfriend and friend. And uh, we see from Van's point of view, shadowy figures of her friends and the night sky, very confused and befuddled. And then she's alive, and but she's already on fire. And I think it's, is it Mari that notices that she's alive? I think it's Mari, yeah. She stirs and then, so they, they have to physically roll her off the pyre. She's alive! And then she goes, really? Fire? fire? <laughs> In the vanniest way, but you can still see the ripped cheeks and the teeth. Yeah. But it's a gas. She's real fucked up. I was cackling. Yeah. Like Dobby dying cackling. <laughs> like I literally sent sent Chris a photo of my very first note, which which is the young kids are burning Van's body. Oh, she's alive. Ha ha ha. I did not expect her to still be alive. Yeah. I was like, oh man, we've had the first death in the show from like the from you know post plane crash like this is a big deal yeah psych she's fine and they tried to burn her the one thing she doesn't want to have happen to her that's the worst thing yeah by far like that's painful and like she's already got her face ripped in half and all this shit going on probably thirsty let's just let's just be honest about that and hungry sure Mm -hmm. all kinds of and she's smelling bacon She's like, (laughs) it's like a cartoon. She's like, what's cooking? She starts. Ah, it's me. (laughs) Why did they not check her pulse? Or like, why is funeral pyre the first thing? You think Misty would have been on that? So quick too, like to get that built to put her body on. Yeah, in the night. Wow. They're like, hey. We got to build a pyre. That's the first thing we're doing. We're not fucking around. So then we cut to pre-1996. We get like the fifth or sixth timeline in this show. But this is young Laura Lee. We get a little backstory on Laura Lee. I like to think of her last name being Leonard, but I don't know if that's true. But it's Laura Lee Leonard is what I would like it to be. (laughs) Well, that's that's why her bear's name is Leonard. That's true. Oh, is her bear's name Leonard? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. The baby. So then she dives into the swimming pool. She's at like a public swimming pool. She's She's at the Mary Magdalene summer camp. 
Is that why there's so many crosses? <laughs> yeah. That's why there's a lot of uh, people cool. very religious that are there. Because there's like a lifeguard cross in, in the water. But I mean, there's well, yeah. <laughs> cross iconography everywhere. Yeah. Uh, she dives in the shallow end like a, a Damas. Which, did she do that intentionally or is she just like. I don't like, think she did it intentionally. No. Who does that intentionally? I don't know. Like, I, I didn't know if like, is Laura Lee struggling with something? In she's this struggling young? with uh, she's swimming. Like, I, she's like, she's like this, this summer camp sucks. We're going to do crafts after this. I just want to end it all. No, dive I, into I, the she, shallow. I'll end. tell you what she's struggling with. The rules of the pool. Yeah. She, well, yeah. We didn't see this, but she was actually running for sure. hundred percent based on this behavior of fucking runner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's just, she was going for suicide. She said head first into the ground. Yeah. What kind of, di- is that what the name of that dive is? Head first into the ground. Suicide. <laughs> I know there's a yes. name for it, but it's where you don't use your arms in front of your head. Uh, so not only are you shallow end diving, but you're just going straight like a lemming. Oh, so she jumped first. like that kid from the Flint or from the Simpsons that like crashes through the window. Yes. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Wimby or whatever. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> I'm in danger. I'm in danger. <laughs> that, yeah, that one. <laughs> so like this, I. So, cause we see her kind of like looking at the pool and I didn't connect two and two together that she was in the shallow end or that she was going to dive into it. So when she dove into it and just that shot of her, clunk, dude, it's bad hitting into the, Oh my God, that was and then the maybe, blood trailing through the water. I, I might've had a more visceral reaction to that than when uh coach Scott had his leg chopped off. Oh, I think so. Because this is like more a, a relatable kind of pain. Like, yeah. And I, so I know a guy, so my, my soccer coach, Andy did that high school. Uh, was paralyzed because he did that. I mean, he didn't, he didn't jump into the shallow end of a pool, but he dove off a boat and didn't realize there was a sandbar. And so he fell into the sandbar and he paralyzed himself. <sighs> oh my gosh. Um, so like that type of thing is just kind of, it freaks me out. Like, I agree. Ugh, ugh, no, yeah. I get the I willies. Like yeah. Andy broke uh, multiple vertebrae during this, during a Laura Lee. Dove in. That's why he's not on the show anymore. <laughs> this, was, <laughs> this was as a child, and he bit through his tongue. Oh, uh, no. All kinds of shit. He was in fifth grade. But that effect that they used where they you could see the cut and like the, oh, yeah. like her forehead skin was like um, skimmed off a little bit. Yeah, it, was, and she, yeah, it wasn't and skinning And no one properly. really realizes that she's done it for a beat. Until the lifeguard finally pulls her out, like, oh my gosh, that was really scary. Even though I knew she was fine, she was yeah. going to be okay because she's in the present eh, day time for a while, for a bit. Uh, <laughs> I was still kind of like, oh my gosh, will someone please help her? <laughs> yeah, it really yeah. endears you to Laura Lee because you kind of see why she so fervently uh, believes in 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 the all loving and all powerful hand of Jesus Christ. Because in this moment, she's got like this kind of like the same way that Lottie. Uh, the opposite of the way that Lottie saw Laura Lee framed when she was getting baptized, because that looked kind of demonic, right? Yeah. But she saw this really heavenly figure, this handsome face with the cross of the Christ dangling from his neck, bringing her back to the loving embrace of the living world. Well, we'll talk about it later, but it's, <laughs> they use the same effect where they have, they're kind of like having light streaks past him. Mm-hmm. So it gives this sort of like heavenly, you know, he, um, the rays of heaven and incandescence, if you will. Yeah. And then it's on the cross as well. That's hanging off his chest. This scene is a little silly because the guy that's the uh, lifeguard person that saved her is like, I don't know if his note was like, Hey buddy, ham this up, <laughs> ham it up. Like take yeah. the ham level to an 11 and then do more. Cause she's like, you saved me. He's like, I didn't save you. Laura Lee. He, he did. did. Like, 
<laughs> well, I, the way I took it was this is like Laura Lee's perception of what happened, right? And she's mm-hmm. very childlike. I mean, they're all actual children and teens, right? But Laura Lee still carries like a teddy bear and stuff, right? Like she's even I more know. childlike. Yeah. Uh, and so I just she's, took she's it innocent. as like, yeah. This, yeah, she's very innocent. So this was her perception of the thing, right? Um, when in reality, dude probably had a handlebar mustache and a cigar and he was like, you're fine, kid. Uh, <laughs> Rub some dirt on it. <laughs> uh, and it was just a little Ty said that. rubber. Kid. <laughs> but that's the pre-1996. We cut back. I, I was really happy like uh, that we were getting a flashback to Laura Lee. Like mm-hmm. I, I was so, kind of surprised at how much I was excited to see more about her. Like, oh, yeah, we're finally going to learn more about Laura Lee. This is fun. Aww. Now we know why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was now or never. We cut back to 1996 and it's Laura Lee asking for a sign from God. A little bird lands on the porch. Clearly a sign. Uh, and then Lottie walks up. Birds showing up at places. <laughs> taking it as a sign. And Lottie goes up to talk to her about, um, you know, the missing, not the missing, but the the search party is what I was calling it. You were calling it. Uh, gr- Unit two. Unit two. I like that. <laughs> Unit two. I Unit like that. Two. It's where the assistant director's hanging out. Um, and then back in 2021, Shauna sees Callie at breakfast. She, you know, I thought you were at Alana's. Oh, I came home early to change. Good thing, because I found this. And it's Adam's wallet. And uh, she, Rookie mistake. Yeah. Rookie mistake. Wow. What's well, the first time she's ever done such a thing, right? How did? But, how was he able to drive his car? He doesn't have his license. That's true. You it's, can't drive without that. Now he's breaking the law. Mm. Very uncool. No, that's not cool, kids. Nope. Um, but Callie's mad, understandably so. And we talk about identifying and liking Laura Lee a little more for the first time. I got to say, guys, hot take here. Uh, for the first time, I really felt bad for Callie and mm-hmm. disliked Shauna in this scene and the subsequent scene. Um, you know, you got to think of it from her perspective. She's an asshole, but she's also a teenager. A lot of hormones going on, a lot of confusion. Plus, she, you know, when Jeff's your dad and, uh, you know, rabbit murderer 5,000 is your mom. Maybe things are a little tougher than they have to be. And now, like, her mom is putting all of this shit on her, right? Like, yeah, she tried to blackmail her mother. That was wrong. But she's an asshole. She's a kid, right? But now, like, she knows her mom's cheating on her dad. She knows her dad's cheating on her mom, at least in this. That's later comes out in this scene because Sean is like, first, you were mad at me because you were judging me for looking the other way. Implying that, like, hey, everybody can see what's going on here. Inventory again. Are you serious? Yeah. But now you're you're mad at me for for doing something about it, even though it's not. Anyway, all I was thinking out through this entire monologue was like, what a fucking dick thing to do to put on your kid, like all yeah. your like adult baggage. Like, picture Callie's like trying to pass the test and studying for Spanish and dealing with her own relationship issues in high school and wondering where she's going to go to college and like she doesn't need any of this shit that's going on. You know what I mean? That's what sure. I was thinking of. That's I mean, what I was imagine thinking of. if Callie wasn't an asshole. And, you know, I can't stuff. imagine it. <laughs> I just wish they would write Callie or direct this actress to play Callie with any sort of consistency whatsoever. Cause this character does go from cartoonishly raging teenager to mom, you got to really worry about this. And it's, it's kind of this whiplash, like from scene to scene, like what Callie are we getting today? There's no consistency. That's my problem with this character. Mm-hmm. That's why I kind of don't like Callie. Cause I'm like, Get, I don't care. <laughs> well, like I said, again, like you make a great point. Hormones, like if, man. if this was a real person, yeah. yeah, don't do that to your kid. That's wrong. She doesn't deserve that. She's got her own high school shit. She's got to worry about. But like I said, like there is some wild, inc- like this is the most inconsistent thing about this show is cat. Well, the one time she was on Molly. Sure. But even then it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't, I don't. There is like a bit Callie. of whiplash. I never, 
I don't think she's a likable character, but I do sympathize for her more than ever in this scene. And I think, think Shauna even starts to kind of break apart. Like, what am I doing? I think for me, it's hard to predict Callie in like her, her intentions and also what she'll say. I mean, obviously, you know, she's clearly upset with her mom, which I think I agree with you. I think is validated. You know, if you're at least you're going to cheat, don't bring them in the house or, you know what I mean? Cause I think I would be upset with my mom if I, if I found that the person that Wait till she finds out she masturbates in her bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ew, mom. Hold up, new convo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found this in my room right. after I found the wallet. And yeah. <laughs> it's just a giant, it's the American challenge. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I, I sympathize with Callie in this scene a little bit, but also Steve, I see where you're coming from. Like, I think there's definitely some inconsistencies, but at the same time, I think, I think people can rationalize those inconsistencies with her being a teenager and, Sure. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I, I think that's true, but I also think that's sort of like a, an easy out. Like, Oh, sure. she's just a teenager and they're moody. And it's like, well, sure. But they usually have reasons to be moody. Yeah. Mm. And we just don't really see them in the show at least. Yeah, we don't, we don't get much of Callie beyond a uh, girl who mad at Shauna. Right. And, but she can't, she does say, as Steve alluded to that she can't find Adam anywhere online. Cause she's got his full name now. Cause she's had his wallet for God knows how long she searched him online. There's no record of him, no social media. He's supposedly an artist, but where's his like shitty artist Instagram page promoting his stuff. We all have one of those. I have one. Right. And Shauna, you can tell is defending that. It's like, well, maybe he just doesn't have anything, but she's also visibly starting to really think about that. And, uh, She's like, gets defensive. He just wants me. Like, is that so weird? Somebody would want me, right? And I said it shittier than she does with a lot more stank on it. But essentially, she's desperate to feel desired. Mm-hmm. You to know? feel it. It, baby. She's looking it. for that it factor, man. Mm-hmm. And when everything's on the internet except for your boyfriend. How weird is that? Yeah, rule 34. Rule 34. <laughs> if it can't exist, it will on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> So we cut to Shauna a little more convinced something's amiss by her daughter than she wants to admit calling Pratt, the art school, not Chris Pratt, uh, that Adam Adam supposedly went to mushroom kingdom. Here we come. (laughs) She pretends to be Sandra Norberg and ask about his transcripts. There's no record of an Adam Martin. I think that's his name anywhere at that school. And at that moment, Jeff comes in. He's got a gift from Saks Fifth Avenue, see, uh, which mm. is with fancy clothes and colognes and perfumes and whatnots. And uh, this is how he wants his woman because he's homecoming royalty to dress because there's an upcoming high school reunion. I love the line from uh, Shauna where she says, uh, it's three months from my anniversary and my entire, uh, I don't know if you think this is the anniversary present, but it's three months away and my entire personality off base here. Yeah. Um, like it's not something she would ever desire to wear. Yeah. Also, have they ever gone to a, one of these before? Like it, it kind of sounds like we haven't had a reunion ever. So wear this dress. It's been at least five years. Isn't that how those work? I, I honestly, I've never been to one, so I don't isn't, know. Isn't it like five years, 15 years? And I think then, it's five, think it's 10, five, 10 and then yeah. it goes like five, 10, maybe 20, 20, 30. 20. Yeah. So this would be their 20. Yeah. Probably their 20. Cause, Jackie's Cause they're like 40, 40 something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe like 25. Yeah. Oh. Maybe 25. Yeah. Unless she graduated late cause she was on the wilderness and couldn't pass the core math <laughs> six rabbits but, but, kill three <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But you know what I mean, right? Carry like, the tail. The yeah. whole, like, you got to look the part. You married into royalty. Like, have they not, have people not known that they're married? Maybe yet? not because of what she went through. She maybe wasn't, maybe wasn't comfortable. That's true. Uh, going back to this. So this could be the first time. That's a good point. That question will probably be answered in episode nine. Um, but it's been at least 10, 15 years since they've been to any of them, just by virtue of how often they occur. Um, so that's long enough to get weird. I went to my five year uh, and I was not sober yet. So I was really high. And uh, everybody was just trying to bang each other that didn't bang in high school. That's my experience with my particular high school class. All right, all right, all um, right. Hmm. And, but not me, because I was like the the high guy, right? Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of floating around drinking the free booze. <laughs> I went with Andy. Hey, guys, you remember math? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I wasn't on any sports teams. I wasn't in any extracurricular activities. I was like the, the long-haired kid playing guitar and coloring his fingernails with Sharpie. So it was like, well, I don't know why I'm even here. What's up people that didn't know me. Mm -hmm. Um, But so that's my only experience. I have nothing, no wisdom to offer Steve Madison. Have you been to yours yet? Uh, We had our five years in 2021. So last year and I didn't go, it was, they had a pool party and I was like, Come on, guys! It was it was a pool party. It was bring your own booze. Oh yeah, fuck! That's that. just like a high school and party. Was, and it was also yeah, it was also we couldn't park there. We had to get dropped off just to add insult to injury because it was at somebody's parents' house that had a pool. And so I just, I, me and my friends, my close friends, none of us went. <laughs> that's so lame. Yeah, that's the most. <laughs> janky yeah. party well, type and of I, reunion and ever. Me, and you know, I. The person that was in charge of it, you know, I give them credit. They were really trying, you know, they had an idea. They were the only person in charge of it, you know, cool. But, you know, me and my, me and my friends were like, we could have just, you know, all went in 10 bucks and rented out a space at, you know, a local brewery Mm -hmm. or an event space. And, you know, someone, I'm sure someone knows somebody that could have catered food anyway. I just was like, Chick-fil-A knows a guy. Yeah. I just was like, you know what? I'm not going to go to this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to go to this dumb pool party reunion. And I, I was closer with the class ahead of me anyway. So it's just going to that high school reunion. I think I would have had fun, you know, talking to people I haven't seen in a long time, but at the same time, it's like, I didn't really need to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. I think yeah. Sean is with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeff, he's not, he disagrees. Yeah. He's got his trunks on. He's going, he's calling an Uber. And I, it's like, let's do this. I need, to, I need a line on how I'm going to say this, but like, I feel like you know, the people that were very enthusiastic about their high school shenanigans, those people were going to be at my reunion. And I was like, yeah. I don't, I don't really connect with those people anymore. Right. So. No. And as you yeah. shouldn't, you've yeah. grown. Yeah. yeah uh, it was, I've never been to my own. I've never been to any of my re- reunions just cause like everyone in my class were dicks. Maybe my tenure, if it's not at a f- fucking pool, maybe I'll go to that. Yeah. yeah your tenure is going to be a keg party. <laughs> No. You're gonna graduate to that a keg party in the forest because Carl's parents are out of town, so we got all night. We got all night, guys. <laughs> Wait, we're yeah. 30 now, doesn't matter. We're all night, <laughs> and then we're going up the quad and streaking. We're going streaking through the quad. <laughs> hey, you bring your green hat, Snoop a loop. Wait, my 10 years is in three years. Wow, crazy. You're getting up there, you're gonna I'm be dead up soon. There. Yep. So many listeners are like raging right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn the youth. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Back in 1996, we see Travis playing cards, I guess, solitaire, so, uh, but there's no queens in the deck. 
as what Natalie points out. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, and then she's like, hey, it's time to go hunting. And they still haven't talked since his lack of an ability to maintain an erection. And, and <laughs> so he says, Natalie, you can go hunting by yourself. I'm too soft to go hunting anymore. That's the I, implication. I think Nat so did he blows have a little- off. I think I think she had a little double entendre there, like, hey, we can go hunting. Maybe we'll get lucky. Yeah, yeah. hunting for my <laughs> beaver. It's beaver season. Yeah, it's beaver, beaver season. season. <laughs> I, thank you. You You're saved welcome. me. You're I was like animal vagina pun <laughs> failing to compute. Clam. <laughs> we're not gonna Sasquatch. Find, we're not gonna find clams out there, Natalie. No. Never. Um, so back in uh, 1996. Wait, still. hold on. Were you like thinking of sexual creatures, and you went Sasquatch? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows Sassy Squatch is a mink. Sassy oh, he's big sexy, big sexy, sexy squat. You know what they say about big feet? What? Big hearts. Big hearts. Mm. So that they give big hugs. And big hugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we cut back to 2021, Natalie. She's doing her makeup, uh, well, or at least moisturizing, day drinking, and uh, orders up some cocaine. Maybe on like an Uber Eats or a Postmates. Some snow. Yeah, she's would. like uh, snowflake emojis, just in case we're coming. I know you're a drug dealer. Oh, I thought she was insulting that guy. <laughs> yeah, snowflake. <laughs> you voted for Biden. I'm just throwing that in there. But also bring my drugs. Yeah. I could buy more drugs, but have you seen these gas prices? Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> then back in 96, Natalie's... Off hunting, hiking around the river, the stream, and runs into uh, Coach Scott. Uh, And she's like, ooh, you've been dumped by Misty Quigley. That sucks. Um, And then that's where she tells him, hey, I know that you're gay. And uh, it's not in so many words, but that's what she says. And he's like, oh, how'd you know? Uh, And she's like, because you never look at our boobs. And uh, it's an awkward thing because they're all in high school. But he's like, oh, that's true. That is an obvious tell. (laughs) <laughs> it could be the fact that you're all children, but right. fuck me. <laughs> but also, she says, do you have a boyfriend? He says, well, you know, I, I did. His name was Paul. Uh, he lives in the city. I guess that's who all the condoms were for. He's in that, Hopefully he lives in that city. Otherwise, yeah. he's cheating on Paul. Oh, no, I, I assumed that because he's on the private plane for the team, Paul and the other people from the town that would go support the team would travel separately. Right? Mm. Oh. That makes sense. Right? I guess. So you're saying that... His boyfriend would have traveled to the city. Oh, he was going to meet Paul there. They yeah. were going to have a hotel ah. together. Yeah. Use all the condoms. Because remind me, cheeks. remind me where the tournament was at? Seattle? Seattle? Yeah. Seattle? Right, okay. And where, a, where are they from? Where the? I don't know, man. Actually, Illinois? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna it's Indiana or something, isn't Indiana? it? Indiana? I'm going to double check. That's I far. Remember. Indiana? Buzz, buzz, buzz? I don't remember. They're not Hoosiers, are they? They're Yellow Jackets, damn it. Is it Michigan? Could be Michigan. Because I'm just trying to think flight wise, like why would you go through Canada to, yeah. to get to Seattle? Oh, it's Jersey. It's New oh. Jersey. Yeah. Jersey. Oh. So Jersey. it's from Wiscoyak High School, uh within the town of Wiscoyak, New Jersey. Hmm. I was thinking Stranger Things. Everything's in Indiana for me from now on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I took it as was like, obviously the, the family friends of the team aren't on that private plane with them. They would travel separately. So Paul's sure. probably there to support port him. And then when there's no game of plan, they have a different game. Mm-hmm. It's called tummy sticks. <laughs> <laughs> From wedding sing or wedding crashers. <laughs> crashers. Yeah. Play tummy sticks. Let's play tummy sticks. I don't want to play tummy sticks. <laughs> Let's not play tummy sticks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tommy's dicks. I win every time. Uh, but and that then, is like super, super wise in the scene. Not only because she's able to like, she like she she calls Coach Scott to a T. But isn't she like she gives him like sage wisdom too? Like he'll wait for you or something like that. Um, somewhat. But then she says, "Is Travis gay?" and undoes all that, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, "What?" And uh, because she tells him about his inability to maintain the erection, uh, and then. <laughs> I don't know if it was an intentional pun joke, but the coach looks at her and says, trust me, he's in pretty deep. And yeah. I wish she would have said, actually, he's not. <laughs> I also interpreted it as okay. double. Yeah. Well, That's doesn't he, doesn't he say like, you know what I mean? Like, doesn't he do like a, I something think, like yeah. that? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, he says something like that, but I wasn't sure. Like, am I just picking this up the wrong way here? Mm-hmm. Can we also just point out that coach Scott you know, he is just living the life. He's oh, without his, Misty? He's got his toe in the water. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's got, got his toes in the water. Sorry. <laughs> he's, got his toe, he's got his toes in the water. He's reading a book. He's enjoying nature. No teens in sight yeah. to bother him. This is the happiest he's been in months. He's been poisoned in days. Yeah. Mm, and then is, he has a, a real moment with Nat. And I'm sure that when she walked away, he's like, handled that pretty well. I fucking nailed that. Way better than the with the condoms with the other kid. I don't remember his name, but he sucks. Yeah, that, fuck. <laughs> that kid sucks. He's, he's, he's worse than his brother. I hope, I hope she doesn't poison me, too. <laughs> and then he asks Natalie not to tell anybody that he's gay. Um, you know, this is the 90s. Yeah. Not much less progressive than it is now. And it's not completely there where we're at now. So I'm assuming he's worried about his job and all kinds of, all kinds of shit he shouldn't have to worry about. Uh, just by being who he is. But we cut to Thaisa who hiking with Van. They've wrapped her face up and I guess like a torn T-shirt. Um, they're, they're hobbling along as best they can. Everybody's out of breath and tired. And they've hiked for like a day and a half to get as far as they are. So she says, you guys got to leave me. And ultimately, Ty sends them off because she said, at least let them go. Right. So uh, Mari, uh, Akila and Misty all go back to camp and leave Thaisa and uh, Van sitting there. Back in 2021, Misty is feeding Jessica. And Caligula. Caligula. He's being rude. He's He like drops food or something. It's like Caligula. Yeah. Being rude. <laughs> she doesn't like Jessica. In front of our guest. It's fair. Uh, and then that's when Natalie's phone rings on the video feed. Because remember, she has those spy cameras in the motel. And it's really cool. I like how they did this because, you know, Jessica's like, your phone's ringing. She's like, no, actually, that's I'm watching Natalie. And she's like, oh, of course you are. It's a totally normal thing to do. Yeah, you're a normal person. And that's where she sees Natalie buying drugs. Oh, not the drugs. There's a sizable bag of uh, druggies visible on screen. So she runs up. You drinking drugs? Tries to stop. Yeah, she tries to stop that. So she runs up the steps and out the house. Back in 1996, uh, Travis is at the lake. Jackie is there and they're fishing. I guess, I don't know if it's like fishing or if so, I guess it can be construed as that they kind of have like nets tied up or something. Um, trying to catch some crabs, maybe. Oh, some crabs. Maybe. Oh, I like crabs. Maybe, but they're not catching anything. And this is when uh, they start talking about Natalie and Jackie's trying to give him advice. He's not really into accepting it, uh, but that seems to be what's going on. And then Bobby, what's his face gets brought up. So Jackie, Bobby Farley. Well, that's what he says. She says, Bobby, what's oh, his face oh, yeah. at first? You're right, you're right, you're right. And Bobby Farley's the fucking guy. That's the guy. That's the Flex guy. He named him Flex. 
started the whole rumor about him trying to suck his own dick. Which um, is been the worst thing that has ever happened to yeah. Travis's life. There's that and then his dad dying. Right? <laughs> yeah. And Jackie, in her own way, was trying to help. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, by talking about how low Natalie's standards are and that's why he shouldn't feel bad. Don't worry. She'll fuck you. She'll fuck anybody. She's not mad at all. Literally. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie sucks. Um, yeah. And did you guys uh, think uh, that Jackie was kind of like ogling him? A little like bit. Like when he took off his shirt to check the traps in the ocean. She's like, hmm, what's going on here? I didn't I, get an ogle vibe. Like I, an ogle vibe? I think there's some ogling. And I think maybe Well, she Jackie's said you're like, practically Brad Pitt out here. She did say I think that. That's, I think she had the thought of like, oh, he does look good without a shirt on or like just thought of something like oh, yeah, relatively. Man. Yeah. And then made it, you know, verbally clear. Like, yeah, you're the only, you know, dude out here. Especially she's been up all night reading Shauna's erotica. Yeah. I think, I think Jackie <laughs> is hurt by the yeah. Shauna's erotica uh-huh. and she's looking to hurt someone because she's also hurting and she doesn't know how to understand how to process that. And she sees Travis. And I think that's like a little light bulb went off in her head. Like, okay. I think the initial look, I'm I, I'm I'm upset that my friend lost her virginity and I and didn't tell me there's an opportunity for me to try to sure. get some revenge and hurt other people at the same time. But yeah, because there's some other things that happen later in this episode. I'm like, Jackie, I see what you're doing. She's thinking, I would also like to be on the MTV original TV show Stranded and Pregnant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to you this spring. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we we end that scene and awkwardly because he gets really upset that it's Bobby Farley and storms off, grabs his shirt, which she seems really sad about. And then back in 2021, Natalie is about to relapse. She's busted the lines out. She's chippity chopping a couple rails in there with a little bump. Chippity chopping Chinese chicken. (laughs) Misty runs in. She can't think of anything better to do. So she just snorts it all and then rubs it around. (laughs) So fucking funny. I love it so so much. Don't breathe that. Flies everywhere. This oh is one of my gosh. favorite things to happen in this show ever. I just love the idea. Like, I don't want my friend to snort coke. She could have done anything else. I could I could do so many things. What am I going to do? I'll snort the coke. <laughs> I hope. Oh, God, I hope it's coke. <laughs> yeah. Oh I hope it's not fentanyl or PCP because I'll be dead in a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that happens later. But that's just literally oh this gosh. entire scene. We cut that quickly. It's just her. She runs and snorts all the coke. They wrestle. The coke flies everywhere. And then it cuts back to 96. Uh, and Travis goes up to Natalie. Natalie's like in, I don't know the geography of their cabin, but they seem to have their own little room at times. Um, I think the two, <clears throat> excuse me. I think the two men have their own bedrooms. It's kind of bullshit. Yeah. I or is that for the safety of the women folk? I don't know. I, I took it as bullshit, but I also was like, I guess privacy, but at the same time, they're all fucking, I don't know. If To me, they both have beds. They're all fucking. Yeah, the they, beds. They, what? <laughs> they're all like sleeping on the fucking floor. It's like, you know, why can't they just rotate the bed? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you take turns. Yeah. So, I get the bed on Tuesdays. Right. Right. It just was really. Yeah. Me and coach. Yeah. It'd be super easy to cuddle with. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or I don't understand why the, why the boys don't have like share a room and it's, they, you know, switch off beds or something like that. I don't know. I wish you were there to delegate this situation. Cause right now this is like feudal enterprise they got going on. I don't like it either. Me too. I understand why coach had a bed sure. consistently yeah. due to the recent amputation. I'm stumped as to why <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that. I don't have the buttons. There you go. 
<laughs> uh, but yeah, he goes up to Natalie in their little hut, Travis room, and he confronts her. She's all happy. And I feel so bad. And I love this character played by Sophie Thatcher a lot. Um, but he immediately brings up Bobby fucking Farley. Uh, and she's like, who told you? Right. So essentially she didn't want to tell him the third person she had sex with, knowing how much he particularly hates that person. Right. And it's, it makes me mad. And again, it sucks because I do identify with how douchey this guy is. Um, when I was a kid, I really struggled with jealousy and, and insecurity. I used to, <laughs> it's way too much information. It's embarrassing. I had such a problem with this because I was dating my high school sweetheart for four years was way more uh, experienced in that department than I was before I got with her. I'd only had two previous girlfriends. Um, so I used to listen to like uh, uh, John Lennon's song, Jealous Guy. I'm, I'm just, just a, a jealous, jealous guy. guy. And like, cry and shit a bunch. Mm -hmm. I didn't mean to hurt you. And just <laughs> That's how bad it was. <laughs> but uh, Fair. so in this moment, I'm like, again, stop. Just like I talked about last week. Um, but he's given her a bunch of shit because none of this is none of his fucking business is the real truth True. of the matter. Right. Yeah. Like you grilled her and she, quote unquote, lied to you about shit that was none of your fucking business. And she was nice enough to kind of tell you about, right? So that's the unfortunate, like as a fly on the wall to this whole situation, it makes it so much more cringy and painful. But he kind of basically dumps her, even though they're all stranded in the wilderness. Yeah. It's like, you're not going anywhere, bud. Dumped I'll see you stranded. later. Uh, follow-up to pregnant and stranded. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess you're not going to eat any of my deer I hunt later. Um, I, I, this is so And she takes to shots watch. back, too. Yeah, because Nat, like, Nat's one of our favorite characters, I think. I can oh, say yeah. that for all of us. Like, we all love Nat. And just to, it's so dumb to be this hung up on a nickname that someone gave you. Like, I, I it's like, I, yes, you know, people find, you know, you know, uh, offense to any sort of things. There might be some other stuff he's bringing into this nickname situation, but it's like so silly to me to be like, Oh, he called me flex that I still can't get over. Like, that's the reason why he hates being called flex was because like some dude says he's trying to suck his own dick. Like, <laughs> right. Okay. Maybe you needed someone you needed more of a backbone and not more ribs. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> Because well, that is so lame. I think the thing to Travis's character is that he's got a chip on his shoulder because of his dad. Uh, and then a lot of trauma and pain throughout the fact that that dad, who we already hated, died. Mm -hmm. And they're all stuck in, on this island and, or this wilderness. And they're, and and, and they're all grumpy. Um, so I think he's it's, it's not so much in particular the nickname. It's just... He's very insecure in general, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and that's, and now he's dealing with, uh, you know, uh, erectile issues. Mm -hmm. So when she gets hurt, she's angry. She's like, well, take your little soft dick on somewhere else then, you know, essentially. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She says, well, good thing we didn't have sex. So this would actually be more painful, which is a shot at him, right? So he slams right. the door. Shit um, it upon. Shit it on him. But they're both, it's, it. it's a lot of pain. It's hard to watch. Yeah. And uh, Jackie walks up. Kind of like, Looking doot, real oh, sus. shit, uh, starts <laughs> kicking the dirt. Oh, hey, what, everything yeah. okay? <laughs> Weird. Weird. I'm going to flex. I mean, I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Should I go check on him? Um, I'm going to go console Travis. And Natalie's pissed. She's like, it was you, wasn't it? Fuck you. Essentially, is how that conversation goes. Mm -hmm. um, back in 2021, coked out Misty is checking her beats per minute. Freaking out, which is a real thing I've done. Uh, <laughs> like people with severe, like other mental issues shouldn't do a bunch of coke. It's just a thing. Uh, I was a little confused though, because Natalie says you just you just wasted three hundred dollars worth of blow. It didn't look like that much, right? Three hundred dollars would get you a quarter ounce, 
at least. Did you see the bag that they had? It was kind of a, but it was all powder. There was no rocks or nothing. I mean, I don't know how drugs did, work. Did, well, did, <laughs> it was that just like was that just only half of the of the supply? Because later on in the episode, she finds more stuff on the floor. Well, that's just the stuff that Misty, Misty threw, or like they ripped apart. She just yeah, finds it. Okay. They call that carpet Misty surfing. Misty should have hoovered the, the carpet. <laughs> we used to get like we used to do it all, and then you'd go digging through the carpet all night looking for more. And then you start, it's, we don't even get into it. It's good. It's good to be sober. Oh, I'm happy for you, buddy. <laughs> but Misty basically finally loses it. And like with the power of the cocaine, uh, stands up to her for herself against yeah. Natalie. Like I've been working my ass off trying to figure out who killed Travis doing all kinds of shit. You couldn't even imagine AKA kidnapping people. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is, you know, and I'm come all the way over here to try to be a good friend. And this is the thanks I get like, fuck you. Right. Essentially. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to say, and last on Monday or Wednesday, I told you, I wanted to talk more about Misty mm-hmm. because of this particular episode. I really actually, I don't think, how can I say this? You don't think she's that crazy? I don't. I don't think she's that bad of a person. She is mentally She's Ill, a little crazy. But I don't think she's that bad of a person. I, I think when she broke the black box in her mind, she wasn't really thinking it through. And she just meant like, I don't want to give this up yet. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I, w- I want like another day here. She's having fun in her she didn't think I'm going to stick us here for 15 months or she wouldn't have done it. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, and we all make mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) Who amongst us hasn't broken a black box. I was watching Misty jump up and down cheering when Laura Lee took off in the plane and it started to occur to me like, she's awful happy that they're also going to be rescued soon as well. Mm -hmm. And that's combined with this is when I started to kind of look back and be like, poor Misty. Like she just keeps digging that, psychopathy deeper just simply because nobody's ever entertained loving her or caring for her. Right. And she does make it difficult to be fair. I don't know. I'm rambling. I feel, I, so I, 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 I kind of agree with you. I feel the same way. Yeah. I, I got Misty, scared to say that. Missy, I, I think <laughs> you're validated. Generally, Missy has good intentions. Her problem is she's like way too eager to please. And doesn't understand the concept of boundaries, yeah, like at all. And also has that like likes to watch animals die thing and stuff. So uh, who has a little bit? <laughs> That's concerning. Yeah, to yeah. say the least. I've seen Dexter. I mean, would I like to have Misty in my life? Of course, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I would. Misty would like be very unsettling to me. Because like, you're you are a Misty. Two very. Mistys can't get along. Yeah, no, I'm no. a total Misty. Like I, I, I mean. <laughs> I have secret cameras in your guys' place. I appreciate it, I probably it shouldn't have said that because now they're not secret cameras. They are just cameras. We still well, don't know we, where they yeah, are. Yeah, we don't know where they are. That's true. Now you guys have a fun game to play. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Find Steve. Small hint, it's probably something I've given you. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Um, also, probably- Chris, you should get that checked out. <laughs> <laughs> I will, buddy. Thanks for having my back, wink, wink. Uh, I I felt for Missy in this moment with Nat. I was like, yeah, Nat is just awful at accepting. Well, in the concept, in the, in the concept of gypsy, or God damn it. I keep mispronouncing (laughs) everyone's name. Gypsy's my cat's name. Um, In, in the context of Misty, like I can understand Nat being upset, but like, I see where Misty's coming from. Cause you know, she, she knows Nat struggles with 
you know, relapsing and in um, addiction. And she just doesn't want to see Nat go through that again. Yeah. So, you know, I, I mean. Yeah. And on all of these people, you could argue that Misty is the one that accepts Nat a hundred percent for who she is. Mm-hmm. Doesn't want to see her destroy her life, but also isn't throwing that in her face constantly. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It's ironic. But it's just a weird obsession because she also knows how to, be that in text, you know, Kevin, as she did in a previous episode. And, you know, she's a little, she's been watching her go on dates with Kevin and stuff like that. So it's, it's like a little like friend obsessive, but at the same time, she really does care about that. I don't want to like mince, I do, mince I do, words. I do want to say it's not cool to put cameras in people's no, houses. No, no. I don't want to mince them. words here. Like, she is off her fucking rocker. Yes. I am just saying. She's a she's a multi-layered character. With three yes. there's three scenes in this episode in particular. It's the the when she's celebrating Laura Lee flying the plane. It's this scene when she finally stands up to Natalie. And it's also when she's that so upset uh, and just falls apart that Jessica had Caligula in danger, right? Mm, Cause that bird yeah. is essentially all she has. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time we've seen her crack because nothing like imprisonment has bothered her at all, right? Like th- life threatening situations, the thought of murder, people being directly mean to her and saying, fuck off and die. Like she'll just smile. Right. But so seeing her have a real emotion, uh, all of that stuff has combined to me. And with the face of Christina Ricci, <laughs> <laughs> It's there easy, it is. It's there easy it to is. be there like, hey, you know, she's not bad. <laughs> Why do you guys got to make it weird? That's <laughs> <laughs> not what it's like. So we cut to the Shauna Shipman family at dinner. The doorbell rings. It's a funny little like almost horror movie moment where we don't know who it is at the door. And Callie's kind of like, mm, you're in trouble. And Shauna's concerned because it might be crazy ass Adam who has no boundaries showing up at dinner. Uh, it, but it's Taisa who Shauna has to pretend to not have seen for 20 years. And Jeff's just standing there awkwardly jeffing it out. Like, I don't actually give a fuck. I'm just waiting to meet up with uh, Ivana or whatever. You watch ESPN? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to go jerk off to sports center? That's what I do. That's what I do. All right. Call me if you change your mind. I'll get the jerkins. <laughs> uh, so they, the next scene, they're going through a walk through the neighborhood. Uh, and that's when Taisa comes clean about how she's sleepwalking again. Nothing in her life's going right. She's, you know, she's being a terrible mother in her estimation to Sammy. Simone and her aren't getting along. Biscuits, Biscuits missing. missing. Oh my God. She ate it. that dog. She probably ate the dog, she right? She ate that dog. I don't know. Shauna probably helped her cook it up. She wasn't even sleepwalking. Yeah. I'll clean it. Oh, hi, Pippin. She talks about the bad one. <laughs> I said she ate that dog and Pippin hopped up in my app lap like, hello. 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 Are you talking about me? <laughs> Did you know I'm a descendant of wolves? Why does Pippin, I just, it just occurred to me. Pippin sounds like the roadie from, from Wayne's world. <laughs> what? I don't remember this character. Yeah. He's the old English roadie. And he sounds like a Liverpool, uh, you don't remember that character? No, I'm blanking on that one. I'll show you a clip of it later, but okay. like six octaves too high. But that's the, <laughs> Oh, so he doesn't have that high voice. No, no, no. no. Oh, okay, okay. But that, that's the same cadence. I was like, I don't remember a guy in Wayne's World sounding like this. <laughs> I'm just a sweet little Pippin boy. <laughs> Do you need your amplifiers brought to the stage? <laughs> so the bad one, she admits that uh, she's known for, we don't know how long, maybe the entire time that what Sammy's talking about, she knows is actually her. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm fucking climbing trees and shit again. I, I painted shit on my house. Um, eat dirt. I eat a lot of dirt. All the time. It's terrible tasting when I wake up. Um, and when you think about it, she was going to let her kid take the fall for that. Yeah. 
<laughs> Damn. Therapy and everything. Talk about child trauma. Both Shauna and Ty are fucking their kids up. I get it. She ain't a snitch, even on herself. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? She said, yeah, you're going to take the blame, Sammy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Should have been more, should have been clever. I taught you better than that. Mm. <laughs> you put the, <laughs> I even put the paint under your bed and painted a trail to it. <laughs> and you still didn't catch it before I did. <laughs> Come on, kid. Um, and so she's not sleeping. She's pounding espresso at night. So she doesn't have to deal with what she might do. And Shauna offers to let her stay at her house because Callie is obviously angry. always at Alana. She hates house. her family. That's- she's always at Alana's yeah. house. Oh, poor Alana. When Dude. that when that character shows up in this show, I'm going to lose my mind. Like, Alana, there she knows, is. Alana knows all the tea. I've oh, she's hearing so everything. She's much. Hearing <laughs> she's from she's from Atlanta. She's <laughs> got that southern drawl. Yeah. Uh, in 1996, <laughs> Misty, Mari, and Akila show back up. They stumble in, and this is kind of a heartwarming thing because you know Misty tells them kind of what happened, and they're like, "You need to show us the way." I think it's Laura Lee. Um, mm-hmm. But like Misty barely physically made it to the porch and then she has to hike all the way back out there. And in that moment, again, that's where I'm like heating up my like Misty's maybe not such a bad person thing. Right. Because that's like that takes a lot of gumption, a lot of fortitude. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what? I do want to help these girls. You we got to hike back you out can there. You say a lot of things about Misty. One thing you can't say about her is that she doesn't care about her friends. She's loyal. Yeah. yeah. These her perceived friends. They yes. may not like her, but she likes them. She will die for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so Misty leads the rescue party all the way up to Van and Ty. They're, they're nearby. They're screaming, but they should be here, but they can't find them. And then the flare goes up. Taisa had shot the flare gun. Uh, and then they get Van. It just cuts to them. We don't have to see how they carried Van and Taisa, but they, they got them back to the, the, the crib and, uh, <laughs> and they're, the crib. they're sewing her Oh, I'm a member of the yellow jackets and this is my crib. <laughs> and we get to see this graphic scene of them sewing her cheek up. Um, I assume improperly, but as best they can. And it's brutal. They linger on it. Misty was yeah. trying to give them pointers, though. She yeah. was. They were like, just stay out of it, Misty. I'm like, I think she knows what she's talking about. It was, was it Shauna that said that? Shauna, I think they're, or yeah, Misty, I think they know what they're doing. I don't think they do. How would they know what they're doing? Maybe they sew a lot. Maybe. They weren't Maybe. tying each well, suture like they're supposed to. A kilo? I think so. Was a Girl Scout, so maybe she knows some mm, shit. That's true. Maybe perhaps. Maybe she also has the hookup on the thin mints, which is key. The hookup. Mm-hmm. She's the plug. <laughs> <laughs> we cut back to 2021. Shauna and Taisa are making the bed. I assume in the spare bedroom or the Callie's guest room. bedroom or Callie's room. Yep. She's like, "Hey, I masturbate in here sometimes. We're going to want to change these sheets." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I heard that when you guys did. I just say shit. Uh, <laughs> It's weird that they're changing the sheets. Like, is Callie like that nasty that you need new sheets? Well, I guess, you know, people like to sleep on fresh sheets, especially if rich a, people. If you're a get, yeah. I don't know. Some teenage girls do be gross. Eating all the chips in the bed and just staying up all night. Guilty. Watching <laughs> Saved by the Bell, the college years and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Not the Saved by the Bell part, but the eating the chips in the bed. I'm outing myself. I did do that when I was a teenager. Yeah, I'm not. I didn't have a bed. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have chips either. <laughs> so Shauna and Tyson, they're making the bed and they start talking about, have you ever imagined life? This is the, I like this scene, but this was the dumb line where Shauna's like, have you ever thought about what life would be like if we didn't get stranded in the woods for 17 or 18 or 19 months and murder each other and eat people and stuff? And like, yes, it has occurred to me. It would have been better that that didn't happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. what kind of question is that? 
I get though. She's like, she just wants to talk about it. Yeah. Um, she's like, I, w- I was going to go to Brown. I was going to go to, you know, take a year off and go to France and meet Francois. The mime. A, fuck the mime as you do. Mm-hmm. Um, great with their hands. Uh, what yeah, would- I felt like he was always putting me in a box though. <laughs> <laughs> so limiting. <laughs> I love it. And she said, what would you do, Taisa? And uh, she says, well, I would have go to, uh, was Howard. It? Howard. For pre-law. Become a yeah, double in philosophy and history and then, you know, go on to be a high powered lawyer at a big firm in the city. Date a lot of women for a string on soccer Yeah, team. all kinds of chicks. And she's like, that is what you did. So now we get, we know exactly what Thaisa did when she got back. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, yeah, but none of those things felt real. But I also felt like that was kind of lame too, because Sean would be like, still, you did it. Like right. I did none of the stuff I said. You know how to play this game very well, Taisa. <laughs> oh my god! You said what I, made me feel like shit. I was getting a little teary-eyed in this scene, honestly, mostly because of Ty. Like that part where she's like, "None of the, not a single, not a single one of those things felt real." Like, because uh, I kind of feel that way sometimes when sure. I think back of like stuff that I've achieved in my life, the things I'm proud of. Like sometimes, like I'll just sit back and be like, "I feel like that really happened." It's like an imposter syndrome type. Yeah. Thing. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just, I, I it's a good scene. It. I'm just being obtuse. I'm being obtuse from Shauna's perspective, but it's, it's a great, especially coupled with when we cut back here shortly, um, to, well, we'll, we'll get there in a second, but I'm with you. I'm with, especially in my thirties as I am thinking back on my life, you know, based on my genetics, I'm halfway done already. You know, <laughs> if I look back at the tree, none of them make it past mid sixties. So I'm like, ah, oh, this is shit. What have I done so far? I get it. Break but the I, mold, Chris. I'm hoping to. I took my vitamin today. I'm Thank proud you. of you. Was it a Flintstones? It was a multivitamin. Oh, okay. It was a gummy. No, it was the pill form. Was it an Ollie? What's that? It's a type of vitamin. No, no, it was a one a day. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. I don't know any other kind. Um, Cause you only have to take one a day. Yes. It's good branding. I took two though, because I want to live extra long. And then, <laughs> um, also the, the poster in the back says, keep calm and marry Harry. Is that a Harry Styles poster? Harry Styles. Yeah. Okay. I just want to, do you have one of those? No, I don't. Are you a Harry Stan? I am a Harry Stan. I have two, don't of, his, have that particular I have two of his albums on vinyl. Keep calm and marry Harry. Yeah. I thought it was Harry and the Henderson's reference. I'm glad I didn't write that down. <laughs> I mean, they left it pretty generic. Sassy Squatch. So it could be any Harry, but I think for this particular character. It's for sure. Harry Styles. <laughs> so we cut to Natalie. Uh, she's calling the bank on behalf of Travis, trying to figure out who got into his account. The manager does their job. Obviously, you can't. You can't. I'm not going to tell you information about the bank account of somebody you can't prove, you know, right. She freaks out, slings everything around the room, uh, freaks all the way the fuck out. But that's when she finds the Coke on the carpet and gets super happy. Uh, and we cut back to floor Coke. It was like, my precious. (laughs) Why didn't we snort it? Uh, (laughs) Jessica has Caligula. 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 (laughs) When Misty comes down. That's what all of that was for. <laughs> I need to hook up my phone for the air horn. I love it, dude. Oh Caligula! My God. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's awesome. And Misty runs down the stairs and she acts like she doesn't care at first. Uh, and by the way, how long was Jessica likely holding that bird in order to pull this off? <laughs> she a caught that bird like three hours ago. Time. God, a long time. Uh, oh, but shit. Misty freaks the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Throws up something, a knickknack, like a, a candle. Yeah. 
and breaks the wall and it gets Caligula free. That was a, that was a ballsy move. Oh my gosh. I, I, this is the most I've ever felt like I was one with Misty. Like I, I've always felt like I'm one with Misty. I am a total Misty, but yeah. In that scene where she's like, I'm so sorry, my sweet baby boy. I didn't mean it. I mean it. And like as if he her. heard what she said. Yeah. And he, she, she like chases him upstairs to, I assume, hug him and give him all the kisses on his, on his beak. Yeah. He does. He's a good boy and deserves all those kisses. <laughs> I didn't realize something in that moment. She talks to Caligula the same way that I talked to Pippin the dog. Because you're a total Misty. And she talks to Jessica the same way I talk to Ellie the dog. <laughs> my other dog. Who <laughs> you keep chained up. <laughs> they're just licking each other right now, by I the way. I know. They're, they love each other. <laughs> I know Pippin's usually the one like, who's my sweet boy? And then Ellie's the one that'll purposely piss on the rug while making eye contact with me saying, do something, motherfucker. She said, fuck you, yeah. bitch. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. Yeah, sometimes if you hear like a loud, loud clang in the recordings, it's because Ellie just decided to slam the closet door and then look at us like, Try me. She's angry. I serve my nickel. You come and take me. <laughs> She's angry. Uh, and I, I, the thing about this scene is that Misty is unhinged partly because of the Coke. She's crashing. She's coming down. She's now hungry because Coke steals her appetite. She said one of those days, as she says, <laughs> one of those days. Uh, but she's never done any drugs before like that. So it's very upsetting to her. Does she, she let Jessica go like unlock her? She tightened them. That's oh, she I, tightened That's them. what okay. I thought initially. And then she was still in bed. So. Yeah. Yeah. She was clasping, I think they're handcuffs and she was making sure they were even tighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's in the, at this point, Jessica's terrified of what she's going to do now that she's tried and failed to harm her pet to get out of there. So like the relief that Jessica has when Misty says, are you hungry? Like now she's like, okay, switch tactics. I got to keep her on my good side. Cause she's going to mm-hmm. slit my throat at best. Right. Yeah. Yes. I'm starving. Right. And she sees that kind of like weakness in her emotionally and wants to exploit like, that. Misty just wants to have a friend. Cause I'm hungry. Yeah. Like it's, I'm, I feel for, her. I, yeah. I do. Uh, back in 1996, Taisa feels guilty. Uh, she's up in the attic talking to Shauna. Uh, we can assume they've been staying up there for days, maybe even weeks, because they're the only ones brave enough to go up there. Um, so they've become very close in that kind of recontextualized what's going on in the modern timeline for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing is happening. She's talking about her sleepwalking, how she woke up in the tree and everything's her fault. Van's, uh, she's the reason Van was even out there. And so she has all this guilt. And Shauna's like, well, I'll stay with you tonight. I'll stay awake and make sure you don't go sleepwalking. It's the exact same thing that happened in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, back in 2021, Shauna tells Taisa about her affair and they kind of tee hee hee about it, right? T-E-A, hee hee. Uh, <laughs> his name's Adam. Uh, sex is pretty good, but it's like, it's also like it's more, it, you know? He's got it. The it. thing. He's got it. The film, the Finn Wolfhard. I don't like that. Andy Musietti, because he was in It. Oh, I see what you're saying. Not, mm. not the person, the movie he was in. Come on, come on, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, And then after this scene, it cuts to her going to Adam's house. And he admits pretty quickly that he didn't go to Pratt. He had a girlfriend there and it kind of felt like I went there, which is a weak excuse. Yeah. Um, and then he tells her we should go, what is it, to the, the Poconos? The Poconos? Yeah. Is that like a, what's the, what's the Poconos? I've heard that a lot in TV and film. I don't know, rich people the, go there. Do they? Yeah. Well, how's he going on his artist salary? <laughs> uh, it's a region in Pennsylvania. Oh, sounds like a, a great place to be. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's where like a lot of people in like New York and New Jersey, they vacation there during like the fall specifically because of the leaves. It's like our Gatlinburg Maybe is it their Gatlinburg? Sure, yeah, Ooh. I like that. I, I like that comparison. Except without Pigeon Forge or Dollywood, it's just the tree part. 
Interesting. The highest point in the Pocono Mountains. What a bad thing to say to Shauna. Right? Hey, do you want to go hiking and camping? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not, sir. We can hop on my plane. (laughs) Get a real quick ride. (laughs) Nothing bad could happen. And Mm. she seemingly is down for that. How am I going to explain? He's like, I don't give a shit. Take me. Uh, (laughs) Pack a bag. And then in 1996, Laura Lee announces she's going to fly the plane. Every All the girls are asleep. And she's like, excuse me. I have an announcement to team make. Team meeting. She had a glass and a fork. She would have clacked them together. Um, and this is where she, she kind of gets all fiery, you say? Yeah. Because the coach says, hey, I'm still the adult here. You're not going. That's dangerous. And he's not wrong. And because Laura Lee's been studying the manual for weeks. And she flew a plane like with her uncle once or something. Yeah. Um. And she's like, fuck you, coach. She dropped an F-bomb. Yeah, she did. She did. Laura Lee swore. She did. That's Ms. how passionate she's she is. She's in Rice herself. <laughs> dropped the F-bomb. This is a big deal. Yeah. She's got conviction. It was big. She's got the power of the Lord behind her. What are you going to do to stop me, coach? I saw a sign. It opened up my eyes. I saw the sign. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she tells the coach to suck balls. Isn't that song about Nazis? <laughs> uh, I didn't know that. Hello? Hello? Yeah. What song? The the dude who wrote that song is like a huge white nationalist now. And so a lot of people speculate that the sign he's referring to is the Svatsika. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't like that at all. Oh, nope. Never mind. It's okay. We don't need to we don't need to Googs. Ace of Base. Your Google search history is off the charts these days. I saw the sign. <laughs> Do periods sync up, uh co ed naked and uh <laughs> Does this song uh mean Nazis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> off the chain. You're on a list now, Steve. Uh, back in 2021. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. We, so Laura Lee makes an announcement in, in this idea that, you know, we clearly Van needs help, but then Jackie oh, yeah. says, well, actually there's two people that needs help. What a dick move. Shauna, tell everyone why you need help. Puts her out on, on blast on yeah. front street. Yeah. Not her business to tell. No. I was upset. Were you upset? I was very upset. Like, Jackie, you bitch. Steve, are you upset or are you reading trivia about white nationalists and their pop songs? <laughs> I'm just making sure that I, that was right. <laughs> <laughs> it's it half good? right. It's not good, It's not a confirmed thing, but it's a theory that a lot of people have. Hey, that's all we need is a theory. This okay. is a podcast. People are saying. <laughs> people are saying. People are Rumor saying. has it, Rumor. which is another song. Rumor has it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Uh, but yes, Jackie, she's really out for revenge. She's But she's like slyly doing it. She's yeah. laying traps all around the group. Yep. This is all going to come She's to a head soon. Sus. She is what the kids would call sus. Jackie is being so mm-hmm. sus. I would vote for her if this was among us. I'd be like, it's her. It's her. Definitely. Put her in the airlock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but back in 2021, Natalie's going to an NA meeting, a Narcotics Anonymous meeting, seemingly to get help. But no, not the kind she needs. She talks to her old sponsor who we get some indication she has physically assaulted in the past. That's how unsuccessful at recovery she's been. Mm-hmm. Um, she takes her out to like coffee uh, nearby. This person works at a bank. That's why she wants to talk to her. They do. The bank, mm-hmm. I would presume, because not all banks are connected that way. So hopefully it's the same branch. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be embarrassing just if it like, wasn't. Natalie, that's not how banks work. Nat, Nat, <laughs> Nat I'm working at PNC. This is clearly a Fifth heritage. Third, yeah. <laughs> account um so she asks her they reminisce for a while and she seems to be you know she as soon as she softens uh, the woman up she asks her for access to the bank account of travis right yeah because she says that apparently her and travis both promised each other they wouldn't commit suicide and she yeah, that's saying, new info yeah she was saying that like you know i i'm you know making a promise for me isn't that big of a deal but travis always kept his word 
And she seems so genuine that this has an effect on Susie, I think is this woman's name. I think so. Yeah. Um, But she explains that window immediately. Susie gets, you know, I can't do that. That's ridiculous. I could lose my job. And then Natalie reverts to blackmail immediately. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you'd say that. Hmm. How about I tell her? So apparently they got high together. And then at some point her uh, quote unquote old sponsor just got sober and they sold uh, clients information to identity thieves to mm. feed their addictions. Yep. To get that dope. Not tea. That yayo. <laughs> not tea. Not tea. So not tea. Not tea. Not tea. Not That's pretty good. Thank you. There was a, I went on vacation one time and it was in Mexico or in resort. And there was this British family that was at the pool with us. And they had this really adorable little girl. And we actually found, we, I met the little girl first. And we couldn't tell where her parents were. So we were kind of like, hanging around her because we we thought she was alone so we were just like there's this little girl let's make and so we're kind of talking to her and this cute girl i'll never forget she's like there's this boy in my class we call him naughty joey because he is very naughty <laughs> <laughs> and i just think about that sometimes like naughty what's naughty joey naughty up to joey. these days he's in prison <laughs> <laughs> yes. um uh so my next i had my do- so my uh, I took my daughter at this point from my wife so I could help her do something. So I was taking notes with one hand and uh, <laughs> my note says plain crazy. Because uh, <laughs> this is where plain crazy. Laura Lee just goes plain crazy. Uh, it was a pun. It was, it was one handed. I love pun. it. I love it's it. a one handed pun. I, I, I love I it. Like it. I like yeah. it. I dig it. So they all start clearing away the, the, the detritus and debris from now. I'm going to have British voice. The whole naughty Joey. Naughty Joey. <laughs> detritus. All the de- debris. Oh, <laughs> all the debris from around the plane. <laughs> the debris. So they can have a runway. It's covered in debris. And Shauna is mad at Jackie. She's gearing up. You're like, hey, why did you say that? Why did you put me on blast it's on like, Front what Street? The fuck, bro. Come at me. So Jackie's like, it's now it's not a time for secrets, Shauna. Even though it is one and you told it to me and I betrayed your trust. And she and Shauna threw that fucking branch. She, she said, did. fuck you in this branch. I'm gonna sharpen this and put it in your chest. <laughs> Yeah. That's the vibe I got. Well, I'm not going to put it in your chest. I'm going to put it in a hole and hopefully you'll fall into it and then it'll go in your chest. There you go. There you go. With a bunch of other ones. Yeah. Um, this is the first of many. And then I'm going to eat you. Mm. <laughs> cook it. Cook it. But I'm not going to like it because you taste like shit, I bet. Because <laughs> um, you a shit person. <laughs> that's right. Back in 2021, Thaisa tells Simone about her sleepwalking. They have a wonderful moment because they've been mad at, uh, mad at each other for weeks. Uh, like as soon as Taisa walks in, Simone kind of protects it, protectively grabs Sammy. Like, ooh, it's the bad one. Uh, <laughs> um, and you think they're about to have a moment because Simone's like, okay, we'll get you, uh, we'll get you in a sleep study, we'll get you a more, another therapist, whatever. Right? She's trying to be helpful and supportive. And uh, Taisa says, no, I need you to go stay at your mom's. That's why I told you all this. I don't want you to be here. And she, they have an argument about, about that, but Taisa ultimately is not budging on that. So Simone, she's afraid she's going to hurt them. She is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Simone doesn't see it that way because she can't tell her, hey, I've like killed people. You know, like, mm-hmm. I eat a lot of dirt in this mode, right? It's bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm not actually sure what I do. One time I took a, a lucky deer bone totem and the flare gun. Long story. Just know. <laughs> and then I climbed a tree. Yeah. <laughs> I went tree climbing. I've been seeing wolves ever since. I do night digging and tree climbing. That's what I do. Uh, <laughs> so then we cut to Shauna. She goes into her closet to grab the bag to go to the Poconos. But she finds, what does she find? Glitter. Glitter. 
That's right. Glitter. You guys can't see it on the podcast, but if, on the YouTubes, you know, we're making glitter finger pinchy motions. Glitter. And she draws the conclusion Naughty from glitter. the glitter. I'll, I'll stop a British accent. I'm sorry. No, I oh, like I it. it. I love it. Okay. Naughty glitter. Naughty glitter. And she makes the conclusion that it was Adam that was hiding in that closet. And she opens the safe. Everything's gone, including her journals. She seems very distraught about that. So that's how a person extorting her would know about the symbol because they took her journals, right? Had to have been Adam, she thinks, right? Um, and then she storms over to Adam's apartment or whatever the fuck his little artist den is, his little shag shack, uh, and says, who the fuck are you? And he looks concerned because he's like, damn, who am I? I've been asking about the spell that question. It's like in an existential sense for many years. I mean, I was born with the name Javi. But <laughs> uh, sometimes people call me Harvey. <laughs> I have an older brother. His name's Flex. <laughs> On the streets, they call me Naughty Joey. <laughs> Back in 1996, uh, they all stand around the plane as Laura prepares to embark on an epic journey to rescue them. And it's very sad and awesome and, and, and heartwarming. Uh, they're all so happy for her. And she's so happy to finally be helping because she's kind of made fun of a lot the way that Misty is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the plane takes off. She's got her fucking teddy bear Leonard in the passenger seat next to her. Leonard. She's so excited. Leonard. Leonard's excited. Even I can almost see him twitch in amusement at the whole scenario. Scenario, if you will. So excited. <laughs> Let's go fly it. <laughs> <laughs> That's Leonard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Make sure to put it in a gear. <laughs> like, like you sound like a Paw Patrol or something. That's how it sounds. Let's, <laughs> let's do this. Let's do this. Go, Jesus. Um, Fly this plane for Jesus. Jesus and rice, it's getting hot in here. <laughs> oh, no, it's Satan. Oh, no. <laughs> Satan, don't take the wheel. <laughs> it's a yoke. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yoke's on you. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. I understand why we have so many listeners. So, like, so like I, oh, my gosh. Let me let me walk you guys through my feelings, my emotions during the scene. So they're all standing around. Laura Lee comes out. She's got her bag packed. She's hugging everybody. And I'm like, this is sad. Laura, I mean, she's going to die, clearly. Like, <laughs> there's, like, you it, thought that? And no, no, In my head, I'm like, there's no fucking way she flies this plane and makes it out alive. There's no way. This thing's going to crash. This is a dumb Fair. idea. Like, e- Even if there was no supernatural shit going on, don't fly that plane. Uh, but as the scene's progressing... I'm, I told you guys how like endearing I find it when people love an inanimate object like a teddy bear, right? Yeah. So when the wide shot hits and she's holding Leonard's hand, walking around holding this teddy bear's hand, I was like, God damn it, Joe. Don't do this. Don't make me love. Don't make me feel things. And then she she puts him in the little passenger seat and straps him in. I'm like, don't fucking hurt Leonard. And poor Laura Lee, this poor girl. She's been indoctrinated her whole life, but she's a good egg. She's got love in her heart. And then Leonard's on fucking fire. (laughs) (laughs) After she's like, I get to save my friends. Yay. We're going to do it. We're going to save them. And it just fucking blows up. (laughs) Yeah. But conversely, when she does blow up, that's the part where I shot out of my seat and said, oh, that was the explosion that Lottie saw in the baptism. That's fucking genius. Like she oh, didn't, yeah. she oh. didn't see the, she didn't see the Lord's love. She literally saw Laura Lee's death f- 
silhouetted by Laura Lee herself. Because that was right over the lake where they were Whoa. that it happens. Yeah. I didn't make that connection at all until just now. Yeah. And like that was, ah, I, I really, really love, I was sad to see Laura Lee go just because I like, I really thought that character was starting to ramp up. Like, oh, we're getting more backstory. She's mm-hmm. going to start doing this like, everyone believe in Lottie or I'll cut you type shit. I yeah. thought that was going to happen. No, like the one who can fly the plane, flew the plane, bit the dust. And it was like, ah, oh, I loved it. And poor Lottie's sad. And yeah. Leonard, Lottie's devastated because she's become very close to Laura Lee. She's the only one that really kind of understands mm-hmm. her clairvoyance and doesn't think that she's crazy. Um, so now she's lost her only friend really out here. And just a loss of human life in general. It's the loss of the opportunity that they're all about to get out of this situation. Mm-hmm. Sad on many levels. Shauna also took it very hard when it cut to her. I was like, oh. And it goes without saying, Travis is comforting Jackie in that yeah. moment. I see what you're doing, Jackie. Mm-hmm. You're being sus. All right, Jackie. Jackie? Mm-mm-mm. I know why you get thrown in that hole full of stakes. That's all I'm saying. Maybe I'm not <laughs> even sad about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they're not even hungry when that happens. They just hate you. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that's the end of the episode. That's the last yeah. thing we see. Now it's time for our top three favorite moments. I'm going to warn you guys in advance. There's a couple really good emotional beats in this episode that so did hit many. me hard. So many. I'm not choosing any of those. <laughs> <laughs> All shit that made me laugh. To be fair, there's a lot. It was a really hard like, cause when I, I take notes during the episode to be my like top three scenes. And at the end yeah. I had six and I was like, Shit. You I got to narrow these down. Narrow down. Because six divided by two is three. Yeah. That's half. Mm-hmm. I just <laughs> did that lot. in my head. It was a lot. No calculator. They're not going to believe me at home that listening to this. But check the YouTube. No calculator. No calculator. Steve, what's your number three favorite oh, moment? start with me? I try to keep you guys guessing. My number three favorite moment uh, is, you know, just a category of moments. And that is just Misty is a great friend. She's a really good friend. She like is. just the whole thing with her, like, don't take that blow. I'll take that blow. <laughs> and then her just, con- cons- uh, you know, being so sad Caligula. about Caligula. <laughs> like she is just amazing. It's and bird mom. I love her so much. And I can't say Caligula without going Caligula. <laughs> oh, Naughty Joey. Naughty Joey. Naughty Joey. Steve, those were my number three. And I... I laughed out loud when Misty ran in and snorted the cocaine from that. (laughs) I think it was, I mean, I've laughed at the show previously in other episodes, but this was the first time that I like verbally like laughed out loud. It was just really funny to me. Um, And then I did enjoy the, the Jessica was holding on to Caligula and uh, it made Misty upset. I thought that was a good scene too. But yeah, the, the Misty Chronicles. That's what I like to call The Chronicles them. of Misty. Chronicles of Misty. Better than Narnia. Misty and mayhem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My number three is the plane exploding. And it, it, it would have been probably higher my first watch. But I did know it was going to explode, right? It's my second time through. That's the kind of thing you don't forget. It sticks with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was more just like dreading the whole plane plot because it hit me really hard the first time. My wife even walked. This is when she gave me the baby, remember? So she walked by and saw Laura Lee getting in the plane. And she was like... Oh, she watched season one with me mm-hmm. years ago and wasn't watching it with me this time. But that's so that's like the first thing she's seen of Yellow Jacket since then and just went, ah, oh, don't get in the plane. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my number three. Steve, your number two. Uh, my number two is the conversation between Shauna and Taisa in Callie's room. Uh, I just love seeing these two friends that clearly I, I get the feeling that they weren't that close of friends originally. Mm hmm. 
But then through their experience out in the wilderness, they started sharing things to one another. They really have this trauma bond specifically between the two of them and watching them like as adults in this bed, kind of reminiscing about what could have happened, what did happen. Uh, and then it just talking about their love lives together. I just thought it was a really, really nice scene. And they both acted it really, really incredibly. Uh, it was just nice. I, I, I really kind of felt, I felt it. It. I felt the proverbial it. Yeah. Right. They had the it. Pennywise. Mm-hmm. I should have said that. Yeah. Instead of Finn Wolfhard. Yeah. <laughs> um, Famously Finn Wolfhard beloved on the show. <laughs> Madison, you're number two. Uh, my number two was uh, fiery Laura Lee taking a stand with her plan to fly the plane against that is the a coach. Great moment. Um, especially when, you know, she drops that F bomb and everyone's like, oh, she's not. She's not fucking around. Uh-uh. She's not cheesing, ricing around. Yeah. That's the thing about when you don't curse that often. Yeah. When you do, they have more power. Yeah. It was, I, I. Like me, I'm just walking around the house like, man, I want some fucking cereal with some motherfucking <laughs> milk in a fucking bowl with or some, some shit. Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <exactly. Ew. laughs> But no, I, I, I liked that scene. It was, it was a good scene. It was a good scene from Laura Lee as well. Good. The whole, whole episode was dedicated with good reason to Laura Lee. Mm-hmm. My number two is when Misty snorts the Coke and the tie and Shauna moment was on my short list. Like I said, there's a lot of really good emotional beats in this episode. Now, nah, Misty snorting the Coke number two, specifically mm-hmm. hilarious. Loved it. Love Fucking it. Funny. Love Steve, it. you're number one. My number one is the the plane scene, uh, simply because like that that scene. You guys heard it. Took me on an emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it crescendoed in a way, and I didn't expect to be like this invested in Laura Lee's journey. It, I love that we. I feel like we finally got you. Buzz, 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 baby. Yeah. <laughs> buzz, buzz, <laughs> buzz. I, I was not expecting to be so invested in Laura Lee's journey and like caring about that character, but I I tell you what. Her, tell you what. her taking that little teddy bear and strapping him in mm, my heart. I was like, mm, don't hurt me show. And it hurt me. <laughs> but then it had a really cool reveal that I thought was amazing. Uh, so yeah, that's my, that's my number one. Madison, your favorite moment of episode eight, my, your favorite episode. My favorite moment. And I think why it was, you know, kind of my favorite um, episode is because we, I am a sucker for, for the more, more emotional parts, but I really enjoyed Shauna and Ty's walk and talks. And then, you know, their talks in bed. Yeah. Um, kind of going along with Steve, what you had said before, you know, seeing these characters, you know, not really having much of a connection prior to the crash, gaining that friendship during the crash, and then obviously revisiting their friendship 20 years later as adults. Um, you can definitely see that, um, you know, their dependency on each other, their transparency with each other. Because, you know, that's the first person Shauna, Shauna told Ty, uh, or no, excuse me, she's the first person to tell that she was pregnant. She was the first person to tell about the affair other than Callie, but Callie found out. Um, but yeah, I, that was my, those are my favorite scenes. My favorite scene is at the very beginning with Van on the pyre and they're all <laughs> morosely watching her burn. And then she oh, starts to stir <laughs> shit. She's alive. And then they roll her off and she says, fire. Really? really? Um, it's it's almost like slapstick comedy, you know, yes. or a farce, if you will. Almost. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the kind of music they would play during those farces, too. Is that yeah. why it's called? Wow. Mm. Um, but anyway, I just thought it was really neat. Because uh, after the, the way that, because I don't think 
it was meant to be binged. Like this was a weekly show. Yeah. And so you had to, you thought Van was dead for a week and then it opens up with this. That's why I was laughing so hard. Yeah. <laughs> episode. I thought she was dead. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny, man. Um, but anyway, that's our favorite moment. It's time to get into our uh, Easter eggies. Uh, Steve, we'll start with you. We'll go around the table and just pop off with stuff that we discovered. I don't have many. I don't have many either. I don't have many as well. I, I will, again, this is a callback to last episode. I did notice there is a butterfly motif happening between Shauna and Jackie. In mm -hmm. this episode, Jackie is the one wearing the singular butterfly outfit. Uh, before Shauna was wearing an outfit that had like six butterflies on it and then mm -hmm. that french phrase mm -hmm. that uh meant glimmer of hope uh but now jackie's just wearing one big butterfly yeah and i'm just keeping an eye on these butterflies madison there's something to it tailing them tailing them um mine is loyally references back to the future when she's taking off in the plane yeah good pool yeah i only have one song it was mazzy star yep fade into you fade that's into classic you. love that song what other movies that in I know it's in a bunch, but I mean, there's like, isn't like Empire Records or something Probably. prominently? It's all over. Mazzy Star is one of my favorite bands. I love really? so much. Yeah. I don't know any of their other songs, I don't think. Look on down from the bridge. How's that go? Look on down from the bridge. Is that how it goes? You're not too far off. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, it's it's a funeral. It has like a funeral organ. Like, look on, look on down from the bridge. Oh, baby. <laughs> uh, my next one, I think, I think this is... Jessica or Misty watching on their TV uh, in her prison, Jessica's prison. Uh, they're watching a Shake Weights commercial. Oh. I thought I saw that, but I thought I'm, I was, I was like, mm, I don't think I saw Shake Weights. Oh, there were Shake Weights. <laughs> they were Shake Weights. I was hallucinating they were doing, Shake Weights. They were doing them weird. They, they were doing, doing them Yeah, this like way, shaky. Not, they weren't they were, doing the skiing. Excuse me. They were doing them east to west, not <laughs> east to west. north <laughs> south, which I thought was weird. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, don't do anything weird with this edit. Okay, I won't. I promise. I promise not to. I couldn't look away. <laughs> well, Neither could Jessica. <laughs> it's true. Uh, that was all the egos I had. Yeah, that's what I had. Me too. I'm cash out. This bowl is cashed. Now it's time for our favorite performance of the episode. There is pressure to this, folks, because the winner, whoever picks the right one, no, I just made that up. I couldn't go anywhere with it. Surprise. Is <laughs> a quiche, a leftover half of a broccoli cheddar quiche. <laughs> Who wants some cold quiche? <laughs> Steve. No, Madison. Me? Who? You British shake waiting son of a bitch. <laughs> Who are you giving the award for the best performance of episode eight? Again, this was really hard. Yeah. And I think I'm going to be. Is it possible to give it to two? Is that possible? Can no. We We're no. at war, Madison. Steve also decide. breaks the rules constantly. I don't give so it no? to two. I do give shout outs. He'll be like, shout well, out to. Is it? <laughs> Which relieves some of my pressure for not mentioning. I respect yep. it. We're just yep. here to applaud the show and have fun and enjoy it. Do what you got to do. I think my, well, I'll say this. I think that because the two that I want to say, which is Laura Lee and Jackie, they're because they're lower characters, they can equal as like one main character. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. But I think, you know, Laura Lee stepped up a lot in this episode. We only had her in a couple of scenes, but I, I was kind of, you know, I think the the main cast had a good performance as well. But I think, you know, these these actors had their moments, especially Laura Lee, and they did their moments really well in the show. And then I also chose Jackie because Jane Widop is Laura Lee. Oh, yes. I never knew her name. I don't think I have her. See, exactly. That's why, you know, two smaller characters equal one. But Jackie, out of two, one. 
And then Jackie, who is Ella Purnell. I mean, the fact that we hate her so much means that she's doing an amazing job at her character. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's, she's good. She's great. Um, she, again, I've said this before. She is the voice of, um, Jinx on the show Mm -hmm. Arcane, which is an incredible, uh, animated show. Yeah. So I wanted to give these actors the appraisal for their work because I feel like, you know, they're not characters that we normally get to see a lot. I respect that. I do. Steve. This was a hard one. I, I don't really, I, I'm still not super, because you could give this to so many people this episode. That's why I went lower, because I was like, I can't, it's so hard to pick the, mm, the main cast. Yeah, uh, but at the end of the day, I'm going with uh, Tawny Cypress. Mm. Awesome. Um, she continues to absolutely crush this role. Um, I'm, I'm loving th- that we get to see the more vulnerable side to adult Thaisa. Um, just you know, her heart to heart with Shauna. That was all great stuff. But then even when she has that moment with Simone where she's like, I need you guys to get out of the house. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I feel like I'm going to harm you. Like that, that is very genuine emotion. And, uh, she continues to always impress in a show full of women who are always impressing. Agreed. Look, you're going to think the game is rigged when I give you my choice, hmm. but it's Let not. Let me guess. Ooh. Guess. Oh, you said it. Hold on. I was going to say Christina Ricci, but now I'm- It's Christina Ricci! <laughs> <laughs> the baby! The baby. But look, here's here's what I think. She was great, too. She was she great. She was great. But They're all great. I think it's really tough to do the character. Like, it, it, I think it, to, not to the untrained eye, but like at a glance, it might look like, oh, it's comedic relief. She's playing the crazy bitch or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot of depth to Misty, a ton. And yeah. I think that playing constantly- unhinged uh, uh, earnestness is not an easy thing. Mm -hmm. And then she pulls it off, but she also does seem quite dangerous, you know, Mm -hmm. underneath all of that. Um, There's a lot going on and all of the roles that she's ever played in her life have led her up to this moment, right? Like everything from like black snake moan to Wednesday Adams. It's like, she's perfectly cast for Misty. Um, But yeah, I think you guys are right. I mean, this could have, you could have thrown a dartboard at the casting list from this episode and been like, yep. I mean, with Christina Ricci in particular, that that moment that she turns on a dime from like bluffing Jessica, she turns to immediately caring for her bird and then just like, I'm just having a really hard day. Like just that. Yeah. yeah. That shift is so drastic, but she nails it. Yeah. I also think I said through a dartboard, which. I mean, you could throw a dartboard. You don't want to throw the whole board. That's not going to be effective. (laughs) I suck at this game. (laughs) But that's all the time. (laughs) That's all the time we have. We've finished covering episode eight. Look forward to nine and ten next week. Um, And uh, email the show, streamingthingspod.gmail.com, to join the mailbag part. Uh, It's coming up very soon. Mailbag. (laughs) Do Do a British one for me. Okay. Mailbag. Bad. <laughs> oh, so bad. Mailbag. Do a shake weight one for me. In a British accent. I'll do Mailbag. A- Mailbag. <laughs> what was mine? I don't know. <laughs> I panicked with the shake weights. But also, you can join our Patreon if you're so inclined at Patreon.com/slash/streamingthings. You can subscribe at a variety of tiers and get a whole plethora of bonuses and rewards and support the show that way. If you can, uh, if you are financially stressed in any way, please don't do that. You can support us for free by just listening to the show, tell your friends about it, rate and review the show wherever you're listening to us, and we appreciate you 
Very much. And you only have a few more days to buy a Last of Us t-shirt, the uh-huh. Pills Baby, and uh, Tony Time shirts. They're going to be gone after the end of this week. You only have a couple more days. Make sure to do that if you have not already and want to. You're running out of Tony Time. Running out of Tony Time. And if you, after this week, I disappear like Marty McFly's brother and sister, that photograph from that movie. <laughs> Yes. 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 That's all the time we have for right now. My name is Chris. My name's Madison. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. Happy streaming. Sniper Tone here, and I've been instructed by the boys via radio to read you the brand new patrons in the month of March. These are people who have an extra set of mirth in their hearts, and they are truly the last line of defense between streaming things and a total economic collapse. So in the Try Before Deny section, I want to thank Luke and Sarah, Conrad and Trey Barrera. In the Marty B VIP section, we're we're thanking Tamara. Oh, old Tony's gonna mispronounce this one, that's for sure. Jeer Latanowitz. Oh, I mispronounced that just like I misfire my rifle. Brianna Bernard, we thank you. Elizabeth Palmer, Josh Stitch, and John Ricker. Oh, thank you all so much. In the chocolate pudding producer sections, we have Lair Gillis. Maha Axholt. I probably missed that one too. Uh, thank you to Jordan C., Kelly Shartner, Natalie Cleland, Sonny. Oh, it has not been sunny here in quite some time. Thank you to Wayne Yopst. Oh, I think the world has passed Tony by. Tony does not know what that word is. Yopst. Uh, thank you to Shotzi, Brock Burick, Alicia Takahashi, Gabe Quentin Vassa, Teresha Schwimmer, and Rob Westendorf. And last but not least, we have our friends Don't Lie to Thank. Those friends are Taj Allah and Melissa Worcester. You know what old Tone used to shoot a war, a, win, a Worcester back in his day? Or was it a Winchester? I don't know. I'm sniper Tone. My mind is frail. I got to get back to protecting Kansas City. What? It's already on fire. Oh, Tony, you done it again.